0: Welcome to Broadway Radio's This Week on Broadway for Sunday, June 12, 2022, Tony Awards Sunday. My name is James Marino, and in the broadcast today we have Peter Felicia and Michael Portantier. Peter is a playwright, journalist, and historian with a number of books. His book, his new book... The Book of Broadway Musicals debates disputes and disagreements will be released September in 2022 and can be now pre-ordered on Amazon. Peter has columns at Masterworks Broadway, Broadway Select, Encore Monthly and many other places. Hello Peter. Hi. Hello. Also with us is Michael Portantier. Michael's a theater reviewer and essayist. He's the founder and editor of CastAlbumReviews.com. He is also a theatrical photographer whose photos have appeared in the New York Times and other major publications. You could see his photography work at FollowSpotPhoto.com. Hello, Michael. Hello. So, Michael, uh, you caught up with the Joe Papp documentary on PBS this week. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, it premiered, um, I guess, several days ago, but I I didn't get to watch it till yesterday, and it's really fantastic. It's called Joe Papp in Five Acts, and it's so great. I mean, they could easily have made it twice the length. Uh, There's such incredible material in it between archival film and video and then also the talking heads. Uh, I believe this has been... um, In the works for a really long time, because obviously some of the interviews that the people, uh, well, many of them are no longer with Mm, us. And then mm. others look so young and beautiful. Mm, Uh, mm. uh, Colleen Dewhurst, Meryl Streep olympia dukakis roscoe lee brown james earl jones kevin klein it would be easier to name the people who aren't in this documentary (laughs) than the ones who are in it it's it's amazing and i you know i knew the basic story i remember i had read uh the
2: free for all yeah
1: yeah and uh, yes that that book is uh, incredible um but uh just to see uh i mean to see actual footage of the delacorte and the uh the the building at lafayette street under construction mm-hmm. is it, it just it it it's it's an inc- it's it's an amazing thrilling thing to see that uh, a place that you're in all the time and to see it being built uh so i didn't know they had that and they have uh They have footage of uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona, the original production. Uh, They have uh, Meryl Streep and Raul Julia in Taming of the Shrew. James Earl Jones in Macbeth. Martin Sheen in something called Naked Hamlet. Um, There's also footage of the demolition of the Morosco Theater. Because uh, Pap was one of the chief protesters of that. Uh, So it's really, if you can catch up with it, uh, it's, it's amazing. We're sending the link. Uh, I'm not sure if you can watch it in perpetuity on uh, on the, the PBS website, but it is there for now. Oh, and by the way, guess what the finale of this is? It's Joe Papp singing, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime? Wow. <laughs> in in a very, very, very good voice. Um, I don't know what that event was. Uh, does anyone? I, I
0: don't know what it is, but I'm sure it was some sort of fundraiser. I guess you know, yeah, indeed, probably.
1: Indeed. <laughs> that's a safe assumption. Yes. Yeah. I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
2: he did a recording of Please Don't Monkey with Broadway, uh, which I think had to do with the Morosco and uh, the Helen Hayes, et cetera, being torn down. Um, and he was he was in good voice there, too. So, uh, yes, I'm not surprised to hear this.
0: Yes. We have so much to talk about this morning. We do. Let's uh, go. <laughs> but I, I wanted it because uh, Michael triggered a thought in my head. Uh, but quickly, the two of you—if you can give me a quick answer—Who is the Joe Pap of today?
2: Well, maybe Oscar Eustace, Really? I mean, I—I th- I think he's done a fabulous job down there. Uh, terrific work. Um, but
0: I mean, uh, you know, Joe Pap created something from
1: nothing. He made a hat. uh. uh, uh you know who uh, is the
2: good for you? <laughs> yeah, nice, well, nice analogy
1: yeah i don't know if there's anything comparable because things have changed so much Indeed. I, don't, I don't know if there could be anyone
2: yeah. comparable yeah i know nowadays. i know i know yeah, yeah
0: that's something to think about and and i mean i, I think about um the the bernie Telsies and uh uh the bobby Lapones and mcc and sure sure uh things like that uh, who who i believe were uh, you know, at one point or sure. another, worked for Joe Pap. You know, well, certainly Lapone and Corpus Yeah, line. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we have to move forward. We do, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Michael's The Boys from Syracuse concert, uh, and so let's get to that. With us this morning, we have not one but two special guests. Mm-hmm. John and Matthew Drinkwater are with us. The Drinkwater brothers are starring in Michael Portantier's lead, "The Boys from Syracuse" concert, uh, coming up this week on June 16th at 54 Below. John and Matthew, thank you for joining us on Broadway Video on a Sunday morning. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We're glad to be here. So, you. Uh, are you guys both out in Pennsylvania right now?
3: Um, yeah, we're actually both out here. Matthew is in. A production of Godspell at the Music Mountain Theater. Finishing that up. Uh, finishing that up today. And then I am here to watch it and enjoy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you guys ever, uh, you know, I'm sure you get asked twin questions all the time. Do you ever think that maybe, John, you could just jump in and do it and nobody will know?
3: Um. Well... I mean, yeah, I mean, usually, <laughs> well, definitely not this show because it's got a lot of big words and a lot of crazy sentences, <laughs> <lot> of big, <laughs> so it's not exactly one you can just jump into, mm. but um sometimes i uh, it, it's it's I that it depends way on the show, yeah. depends on the show,
1: yeah, you know, I never asked if uh did they even ask you, John, to understudy matthew when you when he did nine at Wagner college?
3: no um no, because I was in the i was in another show at the time i think in the play i'm pretty sure i think i was in the play across the street right in stage one. funny enough though we did have as we were rehearsing for godspell they, they had a production of the producers on and um they had a little bit of a, a covid situation and uh two people weren't able to do the show on the one weekend and it so happens that the, the main musical that we watched, you know, one of the musicals that we watched the movie of all the time was the producers. And we can basically oh, no. quote the movie word for word. <laughs> so I said, if you need a Roger debris, I can, <laughs> I can, yeah, go on.
0: can step in. It'd be pretty funny if you guys did Max and Leo, it'd be th- yeah. th- thoroughly confusing. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly. <Yeah. laughs> so I was reading on, uh, on an article about the two of you that uh, you played football at Wagner. Mm-hmm. yeah we did did you continue we on did. in uh in sports and stuff like that as well as in musical theater or dual track
3: um yeah well i mean from when when we were little we always did both i mean we always uh did played baseball and football and everything like that and, and did musicals and mm-hmm. and so when we got to when we were looking for colleges was the main um, that was one of the main things that we were kind of looking for was was somewhere that um, we could do both, uh, you know, because we we figured uh, and, and this was from our our family kind of kind of gave us this advice was, you know, do do it, you know, do each thing until they decide that they don't really you know, want yeah. you to do it or, or that they, you're not or you're good not good enough to, enough to make it to the next stuff. level. Um, which is why we're not in the NFL now. Um, but, okay. uh, but yeah, that I mean, that's, sense. that was kind of the advice and it, it kind of worked out that way. And it's not, that's not everyone's advice. A lot of people told us growing up, you know, oh, you have to pick this, you have to do that, uh, one or the other. And, you know, it's the only way you'll be able to do either of them. And, and it, it seemed to out work out for right. us. It, out it out was out a lot of effort, effort and, you know, but it, it was, it was definitely worth it
4: now.
0: Yeah. So you guys have this uh, Boys from Syracuse um, concert coming up at 54 Below. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you feel like after you uh, heard it, read it, that you were like, oh, this is made for just us? <laughs> <laughs>
3: we, um, for years, we've had different people telling us that this show would be great you know, for us to do. Yeah. And we kind of, for at least the first year that people had told us that, I don't know that we read it or, or we know the show heard it. We didn't really know it. We just kind of said, okay. And then at some point, well, I don't know if we said, okay, we kind of said, oh yeah, okay.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> but then, uh, but then we, we, at one point, you know, I, it either they were going to do it at school or something. We really looked into it um, and we, we were like, wow, we love it um and so so funny because it's so funny, it's, it's so funny it's and it's so, so charming so and we uh so we were like because we don't always lean into the t- we we b- rarely lean into like the twin thing
4: mm-hmm. yeah
3: um you know s- some twins they have kind of the twin bit and that's, and that's kind that's, of their uh, and you that's know, okay they're, they're big, you know but that's yeah. not really what our thing has ever been um it's part of who we are but it's not really what we you know lean on yeah all. But then when we saw this show, we were like, wow, this is kind of the perfect. Yeah, we were skeptical that to... the show. Well, I think what put us off to like looking into it as people told us about it, because they would be like, oh, you guys are twins. It's the perfect show for you. And we'd be like, oh, it must be like a twin thing. And there are a lot of like twin twins it is. in it.
4: Yeah. But, but it there's
3: also a lot of, a lot of stuff, stuff that's just of, like right for us in terms right. of the parts themselves. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, I mean, so once we saw it and we, uh, heard it and everything and, and read the script mm-hmm. and the music is so beautiful yeah. and the music is so beautiful yeah. and it's so fun to do. Um, so yeah, once we, we saw it, we, we loved it and we knew we had to do it at some point.
0: Uh, I read that your first show was honk. Was that true? Mm-hmm. It
3: was, it was honk, Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> honk
0: junior. You're the MTI so, yeah. honk junior. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, and you're from long Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What town? It's called Greenport. All the way on the North Fork, all the way out at the end. All the way out. Greenport by the vineyards. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, so are you having lots of friends and family come in to see you at 54 Below?
3: I think so, yeah. yeah. Our grandma will be there. so She's always there. Things are liable to get (laughs) wild when she's in the crowd. (laughs) Give her Um, enough wine. Yeah. So, (laughs) But yeah, we should have a a lot of friends and family there. And so it should be fun. We're We're excited to do it
0: you know the uh, uh back to honk uh yeah. did you did you imagine that when you were doing honk at, at was it 8 years old
3: 8 uh-huh. years old mm-hmm. yeah
0: you were doing honk at 8 years old that uh just uh, two or three years later you'd be at 54 below
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the uh well no i mean cuz at the time we had never we we loved singing show tunes and the story goes that we never would sing uh we would never they would try to get us to sing pop music and rock music and we never would we weren't interested we weren't interested at all which is funny cuz that's one of the big things we do now but mm. uh then we weren't interested at all and we had a few uh uh cast recordings in our rotation and and filmed uh movie versions mm. of of shows and one of them was Oliver
4: mm.
3: and one of them was Annie and, and Les Mis, the Le is tenth anniversary those concert. Those were like the three main and Phantom ones. of the Opera once in a while. Yeah, but cool. so that cool. was kind of what we knew. And so we auditioned for Honk with a duet of uh, what's the song from, from Oliver? Consider yourself at home. Yeah.
4: yeah, and we did it with British accents. <laughs> Consider yourself at it had
3: nothing to do with with nothing to do with Honk. That. Had nothing to do with the style of Honk. But right. that was the song we knew, and we did it right. as a duet. And interestingly enough, the second show we auditioned for was a cabaret, in which I auditioned. I don't know who let me do this, but a little eight-year-old me auditioned for a cabaret with the song "Boy for Sale" in the <laughs> original key from <laughs> Oliver. Yeah, "Boy for Sale." And then I remember the dire- like the director. I guess was I rem- I'll remember this forever because I, we I, this was like one of the only things I remember from being eight. But I remember the look on the director's face. Was shocked, that. like he was Corky St. Clair in uh,
1: uh, waiting for government.
3: Just he could not understand what he was seeing. <laughs> so, but actually,
1: uh, didn't you guys uh, wind up doing a lot of uh, adult musicals when you were really young?
3: Did yeah, we did. We were Brewster and Warbucks and right. Annie. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we were Captain uh, Dolls. Guns. I was Captain. Ho- yeah, we were in Guys and Dolls. Right. Uh, so we did all kinds center, of. And... We did all kinds of like very adult shows. We also had a West story when we were young. Like but, you're, but they're supposed to be youth. But they're not supposed to be. like They're well, rough and tumble youths, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> just like us. Um, what I want to know is, did
2: the tail wag the dog here, Michael, did you know that you had these twins and said, ooh, they'd be great for the boys from Syracuse? Yes. Or did you decide to do the boys from Syracuse and then find the twins?
1: No, it was the first thing. Uh-huh.
2: You know, hmm. when I uh,
1: ever since I uh, saw them at Wagner the first show uh, that I saw them both in was Titanic mm-hmm. uh, and Matthew was the Stoker uh, Barrett is that his name yeah mm-hmm. yeah and John was what's your character's name
3: ah it was Eric or <laughs> Ethan or something but it was so
1: the Don weird, Ste- the so. Don Stevenson role
3: that was yeah yeah, yeah. It was yeah yeah it was kind of the second class passenger
1: romantic part right right let's go and with Ethan why not <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so anyway that's when the I I guess the idea was born <laughs> and we you know, we think of what what else there could be you can't really do blood brothers because they're not supposed to be identical no, because uh, the, the story wouldn't make any sense.
2: But I can think of two other shows, though. So keep it on your radar. One is Edward Albee's me, myself and I. <clears throat> mm. And believe me, Emily Mann, when she was doing it at the McCarter Theater in Princeton, would have loved to have had you because she had such a yeah. tough time casting people who looked alike. And she ultimately didn't. But um, and similarly speaking, John Anouye's Ring Around the Moon. Right. Um, that one and, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Involves um, twins. So well, uh, mm-hmm. keep those in mind on your radar. That, uh, uh,
0: City yeah. your of future. Angels. City of Angels. Yes. Ah, City that of would We always say what a great fantastic. idea. Fantastic. Yeah. And great we've idea. done
3: we've actually done duets from City of That's Angels. Show, yeah. And it would ju- we think it would just be perfect to do as
1: twins. And we think oh, just no one's great ever. Great idea. Of it, but we're biased. You know? You're nothing yeah. without me. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the that was the, the number that um we were at Cast Party one night and uh, Matt and John were going to do uh, uh, some one of their rock numbers. and But then David Sippel was there. So I said, oh, you've got to do your are Nothing Without Me.
4: <laughs>
3: we mm-hmm. said, if you remember, we said, well, we don't have the sheet music and we don't know how it goes. <laughs> and then I think the council was, well, just do it, you and know, we between you and Jim Caruso. And then the stage manager, Rick, was able to print it for us right there. And so we were in the bathroom kind of running it over. And then he called wow. us up and. We did it. and It went pretty well, and
0: so yeah,
2: I'm impressed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I keep on waiting for this uh, City of Angels revival, and uh, mm-hmm. n- now now we have two things checked off the list mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Yeah, right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. The sooner, the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, John and Matthew drink water are going to be. In the Boys from Syracuse concert, um, featuring John and Matthew and Jada Aubrey-Jones and lots more people on June 16th. That's this week coming up at 54 Below. John and Matthew, thank you so much for joining us on Broadway Radio. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're glad to be here.
0: So as I mentioned at the top of the show, it is June 12th. Today is the... uh, 2022 Tony Awards, and uh, we've been holding off for weeks now, and I think it is time for Michael and Peter to give us their predictions <laughs> of uh, what we're going to see happening tonight. All right. so in the category of Best Featured Actor in a Play, which might be indicative of what else is going to come later in the evening, uh, we have Alfie Allen for Hangman, Chuck Cooper, Trouble in Mind, Jackie Tyler Ferguson for Take Me Out, Ron Cephas-Jones for Clyde's, Michael Obelhorzer for Take Me Out, and Jesse Williams for Take Me Out. So, Peter, what do you think here?
2: Um, I think it's going to be Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, who has a, a a bigger profile, and um, it'll be easy to check that box for many of the uh, voters. Uh, he's terrific in the show, needless to say. Playing uh, somebody who um, didn't start out as a baseball fan but became one, uh, just like his playwright. Uh, that's exactly what happened with his playwright. So, uh, so I think it's going to go to him. I uh, it chuck cooper has won before and i think that may be taken into consideration and uh but i, I uh, and michael oberholzer is marvelous at the theater world awards the other day we um he got the dorothy loudon award and my god he's nothing like the character he plays <laughs> which <day>. was so, <laughs> it was so astonishing because the character he plays is this redneck who's very prejudiced and ignorant and um, that is not how he came across at the Theater world awards at all so uh but i'm gonna go with jesse tyler ferguson how about you michael
1: uh, I think, uh, well, again, I, I I say it every year. I'm you do. terrible, <laughs> yeah, terrible I at, at predicting. <laughs> so I'm, I guess, I would lean more to saying whom I hope will win. And for me, I, it's this is a very strong, very very strong category. But I would say Jesse Williams because I'm really astonished that uh, I wasn't sure um, when I, when we talked about the the play the first time when we really officially reviewed it, but it's basically his first time on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just first time on Broadway, (laughs) Uh, you know, and for uh, someone who's known as a a film and TV actor to give that kind of incredibly assured and skillful and nuanced performance uh, in in a very difficult role, I think. Mm -hmm,
4: mm -hmm.
1: Um, To me, that's astonishing. So every single person in this category uh, would deserve to win uh, in their own right. But if you had to twist my arm, that's the one I would pick. I am glad that Michael uh, Oberholzer was recognized with the Theatre World Award because he truly is fantastic in it as well. All right.
0: So that's our first category, our first disagreement. <laughs> uh, how about featured actress in a play? We have U- uh, Uzo Oduba in Clyde's, Rachel Dratch in POTUS, uh, Kenita R. Miller for Color Girls, uh, Felicia Rashad, who are Skeleton Crew, and Julie White for POTUS, and Carrie Young for Clyde's. Peter.
2: This is a very tough category, too. And I, I, I have a feeling it's going to go to Kenita R. Miller, partly because uh, she certainly <laughs> was game under the circumstances to be doing it while eight and nine months pregnant. And um, a, a lot of people, though, have been saying Rachel Dratch is very funny in POTUS. Um, but. Wow, you know Carrie Young and Felicia Rashad was so wonderful in Clyde's, um, well, skeleton crew and Clyde's, respectively. So, uh, but I'm going to go with Kenita R. Miller.
0: All right, Michael, how about you?
1: Well, I would love to see Rachel Dratch win because I thought she was beyond hilarious in POTUS. But you know, we always hear that comedy doesn't get. as much respect uh as it should in awards often so that may work against her Uh, again any of those other people would be really Mm -hmm. fantastic uzo aduba Mm -hmm. was was Mm -hmm. quite Mm -hmm. something in Mm -hmm. clyde's Mm -hmm. uh and i really was very very impressed with her performance
0: all right so next in a featured actor in a musical we have matt doyle and company Sydney DuPont in Paradise Square, Jared Grimes in Funny Girl, John Andrew Morrison is strange loop and AJ Shively for Paradise Square. Peter.
2: Well, I think it's going to go to Matt Doyle. Um, (laughs) Of course, this is a part that didn't um, exist per se in the original company. Here he is playing Jamie, uh, which is a very difficult role. Um, Amy's a very difficult role, to say the least. But um, but Jamie is a particularly difficult role because Jamie has to sing Getting Married Today. And I've never heard it done better. It could be, I'll grant you that because I've heard the song for 52 years now, <clears throat> that I know it and I know the lyrics. But it did seem to me, and I've seen the show twice, uh, uh, this production twice, it does seem to me that he's clearer than anybody I've ever heard. So um, so I think he's going to win.
1: Okay. Michael, how about you? Well, despite what I just said about comedy getting no respect, mm-hmm. um, i I also think Matt Doyle will get it, and, and that would make me very happy because he's just great in it i I think we uh well at least Peter and I recently resaw a company, mm-hmm. and I was uh, amazed again at how wonderful he is in that number and really it really brings down the house. Mm-hmm. um I also think it's uh, it's fair to say that he has the best material <laughs> uh, of all of these uh performers. Uh, I I do want to put in a good word for A.J. Shively because I think partly the fact that the material of Paradise Square is rather inferior, uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit for making that role as credible and compelling as he does. Okay. Okay.
0: In the uh, Best Featured Actress in a Musical, we have uh, Jeanette Bayardell from Girl from the North Country, Shoshana Bean, Mr. Saturday Night, Jane Howdy-Shell, the Music Man, uh, L. Morgan Lee in A Strange Loop, Patty Lapone and Company, and Jennifer Shemard and Company. So, Peter...
2: Well, um, it, it almost seems like this is the category that nobody disagrees with. That uh, Patty Lapone is going to win. Um, and, and I wonder if that's going to happen from two vantage points. One, she's won twice, and somebody might say, "Well, you know, she's got plenty. Um, we don't have to give her another award." Um, the other factor is, too, that um, let's say that uh, Mr. night needs the help. And Shoshana Bean is awfully good in this. Now, I will admit that I have a bias from the vantage point that I saw her when she was in college at Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, because um, and the first time I ever saw her, she sang The Lady is a Tramp and Babes in Arms with such assurance, just standing there singing it. Phenomenal. I've also seen her play fanny bryce in funny girl mm. and she was very good in it and as we know not everybody is so <laughs> um under those circumstances but you know jennifer samard is wonderful too the, the part isn't big enough she's she's not on stage enough um and the, jennifer samard's day will come <clears throat> but <clears throat> it does seem to be patty lapone's award uh, to lose so we'll see what happens
0: uh, michael how about you
1: Yeah, that's a good point that Peter just made. Uh, I love Jennifer Samari, but I I don't imagine that role is big enough or central enough uh, to win an award for. I, I, I do think Patty is terribly miscast in company. I, I've thought that from the beginning and that my opinion hasn't changed, but she's still Patty Lapone. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, you know, she has that magnetism and that incredible voice. And uh, I think people are really, really happy to have that back on Broadway. Uh, I do think, uh, as I probably said when we reviewed the show, I, I think Shoshana is somewhat wasted in Mr. Saturday Night because I don't think those songs are the type that really show off her phenomenal voice um as well as it could be and i i don't i also don't think that the role is that well written in terms of the dialogue um so that's my feeling uh that uh that it will probably be patty but i i, I completely agree with peter that jennifer's day will come mm-hmm
0: uh, I just want to add a few comments in here for a quick second, is mm-hmm. that if a strange loop becomes a freight train, and mm-hmm. that's a big question mark, if it becomes a freight train, mm-hmm. L. Morgan Lee might win it, because Patty and Jennifer might split, split the vote.
1: Right. The, yeah, the splitting the vote um, makes sense to me. Uh, I never really understood that freight train thing so much. Um Except in cases like, well, you know, odd cases like the producers Producers, where something is such a phenomenon, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't think people necessarily will, will go for, you know, a supporting actor uh, vote just because they, they, they love the show in general. Um, So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh and, and the other comment is is that uh Peter you're heading down to Long Branch to see a Jim Hyman show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> Jim Jim Hyman wrote uh, a, a musical called The Christmas Survival Guide that I produced the CD for and Jennifer Samard sang on it. So, ah. so you can <laughs> So you go way back. Uh, well ask uh, ask uh ask Jim if he can bring in Jennifer to his to his new show and get it to Broadway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He'd, yeah.
2: He'd be thrilled to have her. <laughs>
0: All right. So there's the featured categories. Let's go over to the leading actor uh, category in the leading actor in a play. Simon Russell Beale, The Lehman Trilogy. Adam Godley, The Lehman Trilogy. Adrian Lester, The Lehman Trilogy. David Morse, How I Learned to Drive. Sam Rockwell, American Buffalo. Ruben Santiago Hudson, Lackawanna Blues. And David Therelfall for Hangman. So Peter...
2: Well, I, to me, it's a race between David Morrison and Ruben Santiago Hudson. Um, mm. And of course, Ruben Santiago husband has won before, but... Um- I think David Most might get this as a type of uh, lifetime achievement award in the sense that 25 years ago he played this part, and now here's a chance to um, uh, reward him. Um, I saw him when he was just starting out in Boston. Uh, 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 <laughs> the first time I ever saw him, he was in a play uh, called Murder at the Boston Garden, in which he played a basketball player, and he's pretty tall. Uh, he played a basketball player, and all I remember is the fact that um, i'm not going to say it it's it's obscene all right we'll leave it at that but anyway so I, i've known david boss's work for a long time but i think it this is what's going to happen that he's going to be recognized for the performance now and then
0: and we we should point out that 25 years ago it was off broadway it wasn't on broadway yeah, so he wasn't sure. he wasn't eligible, eligible to be right yeah at that time uh it's a weird uh brought uh tony awards rule but we'll mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. um We'll see how I learned to drive, not considered as a new show. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Michael, how about you?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, I, I don't see how any of the Lehman Trilogy guys could win, because I would imagine they would split the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any one of them individually would deserve to win. Sure. They, they were all amazing. Sure. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell, as I said, when we reviewed the show, I, I, I love him, but I think he was not perfectly cast in that role he's just was not quirky and uh, enough of a live wire for that role of teach in american buffalo um Lackawanna Blues was, I think, one of the only two Broadway shows this season that I missed. Oh. Uh the other, the other one uh being Macbeth. Uh so I can't comment on that. Uh David Threlfall was great. Um, and people really loved seeing him back on stage, uh, especially those of us who remember him from Nicholas Nickleby. Um, but I think it's gonna be David Morse. And he was he was just fantastic. Um, it didn't have quite the effect on me as it did the first time, just because to, as I said, to see that play uh, to go into that play cold uh, twenty five years ago or mm-hmm. whenever it was uh, and and you know not knowing what was going to happen was amazing uh, and it, it could never be as shocking the second time, but mm-hmm. his performance was still just just wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: In the next category, we have a uh, leading actress in a play. We have Gabby Beans in The Skin of Our Teeth, Lashans in Trouble in Mind, Ruth Nega in Macbeth, Deidre O'Connell and Dana H., and Mary Louise Parker, How We Learned to Drive. Peter. This
2: could be Mary Louise Parker for how I learned to drive for the same reason as a lifetime achievement type of thing for 25 years ago. But she's won, hasn't she? So Deidre O'Connell did the most amazing thing. uh, And it's a unique performance. Uh, The word unique is bandied about a lot of time, meaning special. But this is unique. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my life where she had to lip sync to a tape and and just flawless, Um, astonishing to see this happen um, while a tape is playing and she's mouthing the words so um and she's been around a long time so uh i'm gonna go with her
0: okay
1: uh michael how about you Hmm. uh <laughs> well everyone is saying that mary louise parker is gonna win uh so we'll see uh I, again, I did not see macbeth I, I wish I had seen it, if only for Ruth Neger's performance because she I was I, terrific. Heard, yeah. yeah, yeah um Dana H was extraordinary, and I agree about Deirdre O'Connell um i you know so, well i i in this case i would have not I would not have a problem predicting Mary Louise Parker as the win but if if I had to choose for myself. Um, I'm not sure who I would pick. (laughs) All right.
0: Uh, Leading (laughs) actor in a musical. Well, uh, Peter, uh, I I was going to do a John McLaughlin thing. Say, you're all wrong. Lashans is going (laughs) to (laughs) win.
2: Sure. Entirely possible. She was wonderful in trouble. She was really (laughs) terrific. And certainly the thing about Lashans is we think of her as a musical performer. And here she was doing a play and did damn well in it. So um, it's fine with me if she wins.
1: That's a case where I think if the play were still running, uh, she would have a much greater chance. Sure. And yes. and not only is it not running, but it w- it seems like it was so long ago. It does seem, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to remind the uh,
0: press reps that, uh, that when you give us no options to see shows like Macbeth, uh, we can't vote for you. All right. Leading actor in a musical. Billy Crystal, Mr. Saturday Night. Miles Frost, MJ. Hugh Jackman, The Music Man. Rob McClure, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Jacquel Spivey, A Strange Loop. So, Peter.
2: Well, I would love it to be Rob McClure, who I thought gave one of the greatest performances I have ever seen an actor give in a musical. I would rank him in, seriously, the top ten. And I've seen a lot of shows. However, I think it's a race between Jacquel Spivey and Miles Frost. Um, Certainly, the fact that Mrs. Doubtfire is no longer with us, or Doubtfire. uh, Make up your mind, guys. What is it? Mm -hmm. Is Doubtfire and Mrs. Doubtfire? Anyway, but I think it's between these two. And uh, the fact that um, they're both new kids on the block, um, they both won Theater World Awards, and people have been saying to me, well, where was Miles Frost? Where he was, was at the Neil Simon Theater. He had a performance that night, and that's why he couldn't attend the ceremony, which brings up another point. So did Hangman. Hangman had a performance at seven o'clock that night, mm-hmm. and they actually said to us, because Gabby French has won a theater world Award, we are going to push the performance to eight o'clock. Is that a magnificent i mean wow. that is really something i mean they they went above and beyond the call of duty so um <clears throat> but I think it's between these two and um uh, given the fact that um, Strange Loop um, opened a little later and uh, the only problem with him is that he's been out a lot. Jekyll's driving. Right. And, and, you know, did people see him? Um, you know, and so that illness may really have cost him the award. I think he would have sauntered in if indeed he had been uh, healthy and performing. But because he hasn't been, I suspect that Miles Frost is going to win.
0: It, it, it's a lot of talk about the uh, the uh, horse race between Michael Jackson and Michael R. Jackson. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Michael, Michael Portantier, what's your uh, <laughs> leading actor
1: in a musical thoughts? Well, you can just play back everything that Peter said because I agree okay. with every word. <laughs> <laughs> that how uh, easy that was, <laughs> including the uh, the thing about I, I would love it if it were Rob McClure, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I mean, his day should have come already, but I think it. I think it will. I hope it will, because <laughs> uh, he's been so amazing in in, in several things. I, I I keep hoping for that Broadway revival of Where's Charlie, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which he did at Encores. I uh, uh, why that didn't transfer is beyond me. And now maybe you know, unfortunately, uh, I guess maybe a lot of people would lump it in with the uh, oh another show with a guy in a dress. Uh, and I don't think he would do it now. Uh, since he just played a guy in a good training. point, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but but maybe maybe after a little time goes by, uh, you know, uh, we'll see.
0: Uh, tangential to this is that uh, we heard this week that Rob McClure is going to be in Little Shop of Horrors, right? Se- Seymour, is he playing? Seymour? Yeah, I think he's yes. playing. Seymour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can't get enough of Rob McClure, now you can get over uh, to the West Side and see Rob McClure in Little Shop.
1: You know, it's interesting how you hesitated there because he would also be great as the dentist. Yes, he was, but um, Christian
0: Borle came back, I think. Yes, he did. Yeah, Christian Borle came back, Mm -hmm. and his Mm -hmm. arms, too. (laughs) So, uh, leading actress in a musical, uh, we have Sharon D. Clark, Carolina Change, Carmen Cusack, Flying Over Sunset. I totally forgot about Flying Over Sunset and Carmen Cusack, I... Oof. Sutton Foster, the music man, Shakina uh, Kalakongo for Paradise Square, and uh, Mayor Whittingham for Girl from the North Country. So, Peter.
2: Um. I I would say, uh, aside from Sutton Foster, they were all marvelous. Um, And there's been a lot of talk about Sutton Foster. You know, it's not singing correct keys, and it's not really the right um, fit for her musically, et cetera, et cetera. So I also thought she was a little contemporary. That said, um, the other four I thought were really, really terrific. And um, I see it between Sharon D. Clark and uh, Joaquin Nicola Congo. Maybe they'll feel the Paradise Square deserves something and it'll go to her. But um, I I suspect it's going to be Sharon D. Clark. Frankly, Carmen Cusack and Mayor Winningham were magnificent. And it was really great to see Mayor Winningham again, uh, because, of course, many of us saw her before the shutdown. And it was so wonderful to see her again and see her performance was still fresh as paint. So um, but um, I see it between um, Sharon D. Clark and uh, Joaquin de Congo, And I. Do do believe it's going to go to Joaquina.
0: Okay, Michael, how about you?
1: Well, as for Joaquina, I would repeat what I said about A.J. Shively. If, if someone deserves an award for taking not great material, uh, to put it mildly, and really putting it over, then she should win it. <laughs> uh, because I, I really think that show is tremendously flawed. But uh, her performance uh, somehow was really great in it regardless um uh sharon d clark uh may also uh have it against her that this show is closed um are i'm hearing mayor winningham are you really uh, yeah ah, that yeah. be fine with me fine with yeah. me she's terrific yes, absolutely you know uh,
0: the the thing that comes to play here is that the uh the campaigns for uh the the, to- the productions that put on campaigns uh to get in front of the voters and give them little uh, things to remind them of the performances the girl from the north country campaign is very strong uh and uh carolina change and flying over sunset campaigns are basically non-existent mm-hmm. uh the music man campaign's not that strong and mm-hmm. paradise square is really working it hard so if you're looking at the campaigns then it could be uh mayor winningham could uh, end up in that slot all right, so let's go over to uh, Direction of a Play. Uh, we have Liliana Blaine-Cruz for The Skin of Our Teeth, Camille A. Brown for Color Girls, Sam Mendes for The Lehman Trilogy, Neil Pepe for American Buffalo, and Les Waters for Dana H. Peter?
2: Well, I think it'll go to Sam Mendes. Um, it was a terrific job, but you know what I I would have given an honorary Tony to? The guys who had to move that set around, um, it was it was it was a cube uh, and it, it it kept on moving this way, that way, the other way um, to indicate different parts of uh, the world and the offices uh, that they were in. And um, I thought that was marvelous. But Sam Mendes had something to do with that, too. So um, and because the Layman Trilogy Trilogy was so admired, I do suspect it's going to go to him.
1: Michael, how about you? Well, uh this is my place to repeat again that I was tremendously disappointed in the the Lehman Trilogy as a piece of writing uh, and so but we're not talking about writing we're talking about direction uh, so yes, I, I guess that Sam Mendes did a, a very good job with directing the play I, I don't know how much credit one uh, would take for directing three amazing actors like that uh but of course there's the blocking as well and and the, and the whole production concept which i didn't like I, I didn't like that the idea of all of this epic story taking place in that that modern day office building uh in the sky setting um, so i yeah i uh, to me that show was all about the acting and uh and an, really care for it other than that um uh, um uh-huh. i i i don't think this is a very strong category uh so i don't really have anything other to to say about it other than that Okay, so let's uh, change direction here,
0: and Mm -hmm. from this point forward, we'll have Michael go first. Sure. All Mm -hmm. right. Right. Uh, So in direction of a musical, we have Stephen Brackett for A Strange Loop, Marianne Elliott for Company, Connor McPherson for Girl from the North Country, Lucy Moss and Jamie Arbentich for Six. That's Michael's choice. (laughs) And uh, Christopher Wieldon for MJ. So Michael, get us started off on direction.
1: Well, I uh, the, my feeling here is that, as I've said several times before, um, although I really don't like the whole concept of a company being updated to the present day and having the gender of the main character switched, I, I regardless, I, I think it's extremely well done, and there is really some great direction. Uh, by Marianne Elliott, uh, just a whole reconception of the way that the story is pr- presented visually—that uh, Alice uh, go down down the rabbit hole thing that happens in in a couple of scenes—I think mm-hmm. that's so so interesting. And uh, the the staging of—we've we, talked before about Matt Doyle's performance of "Getting Married Today," but the staging of that number also is is so so superb that uh i i think it, it couldn't be anything other than a showstopper and um i i assume that she deserves a, a bulk of the credit for that so uh that's my feeling on her i uh christopher wielden i think um for someone who is primarily known as a choreographer uh i i think he did a very good job with mj but i you know i have such problems with the book that i don't that it wouldn't be my choice uh six i think should not be considered for anything uh, mm-hmm. any award ever um and uh strange loop uh i think stephen Brackett did a wonderful job with a very kind of um uh it's a, a, a it could have been a very loose uh show and i, I suppose it is in in some ways uh i, I think he might have made some uh drama Turgical choices that he didn't make uh, in terms of some cuts uh, suggesting some cuts in the, in the play and and maybe some of the vulgar moments uh, could have been revisited. Um, But anyway, so I guess my choice um, is Marianne Elliott and I think that she might get it. Uh,
0: Peter, how about you?
2: I think she will get it and I think she should get it. And I also think part of it is going to be just a part. Um, uh, like two or three percent is the fact that Sondheim anointed this production, that mm. he was pleased with it, that he wanted it to happen, that um, but we saw recently uh, the emails between them, you know, up, yeah. you know. And um, so all that goes with that, um, an endorsement from uh, Stephen Sondheim um, is, is certainly not to be discounted. So uh, but she did do a marvelous job and uh, she did do so much reimagination with this, that and the other thing including the way it was blocked. Um, so it looked different from any other company, even without the sexes being changed. So um, I do believe that um, she's going to win in a walk.
0: Uh, As Peter alluded to, there was a New York Times article this week that had the email correspondence between Marianne Elliott and uh, Stephen Sondheim about this production of Company. Uh, That was a really very, very interesting read. So if you you, uh, are interested in that, get over to the New York Times and check that out.
1: I will say, although I I personally don't think that's a good reason uh, for it to win because, uh, I I mean, first of all, I I think Sondheim – Never said anything negative about anything, any production, any new production of his shows. And well, he, he was. prevented he
0: prevented a lot of productions of new visions of company from happening.
1: Oh, that's true. There was the Billy Porter one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a while ago. Yeah. That's true.
0: In the choreography category, we have Camille A. Brown for Color Girls, Warren Carlyle, The Music Man, Carrie Ann and Gruley for Six, The Musical, Bill T. <laughs> Jones e. for Watch. Paradise
1: Square, <laughs> and Christopher Wielden for MJ michael i think it'll be christopher wilden and should be christopher wilden um uh some people have mentioned that uh that the paradise square nomination is perhaps not fair because that person only mixture did, yeah. yeah half of the choreography and some people even feel that uh he didn't do the better part of it hmm. uh so uh, so that i'm just throwing that into the mix there um Uh, The Music Man, as I I believe I said when we reviewed the show, I thought there was actually a little too much choreography. And also some of it, I didn't think built, uh, I didn't think the numbers uh, had uh, that wonderful build that they did back when Anna White did the show originally, which, uh, you know, of course, I can only judge that choreography from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I I think it will be and hope it will be Christopher Wilden. Peter.
2: Yeah, the Bill G. T Jones thing is um is coming to the fore that um and uh had it not been for that, I think he would have won. But, um, of course, MJ involving Michael Jackson and all that, I do believe it's going to be Christopher Wheeldon. <clears throat> I don't think Camille Brown has much of a chance because plays tend not to get choreography uh, awards. And um, I thought the choreography of the Music Room was close to terrible. So, um, And Six, mm. they're just moving around. I don't see it as choreography at all. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so Christopher Wielden seems to be a lock.
0: Okay. In the orchestrations category, we have David Cullen for Company. Tom Curran for Six, Simon Hale for Girl for North Country, Jason Michael Webb and David Hulsenberg for MJ, and Charlie Rosen for A Strange Loop. Michael?
1: Well, I think I would pick David Cullen only because I, I was struck uh, in seeing and hearing company for a second time that I do think those orchestrations are really wonderful. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think anything could ever compare to the original orchestrations which of course were for a much larger orchestra um courtesy of jonathan tunic but i do think that mr cullen did a wonderful job uh and i um i i I, sh- I should really know this uh have they re-recorded have they recorded the broadway cast that's
2: what i know I don't of don't, no, i don't
1: think so <laughs> yeah i would like to have that album Mm -hmm. Um, i guess if if it were going to happen we would have heard about that already
2: i don't know if you know this this is a um um, certainly off um off topic um to a slight degree but the music man is getting recorded did you know
1: that well uh, as of recently i thought it had not yet officially been announced has it yeah it was announced this week Oh, okay. Uh, I I missed that. And what's the other one? Um, but yes, they're going into the studio June nineteenth and twentieth
2: for the music band.
0: A girl from the North Country, that reimagining of of Dylan's work. Mm. I, I think I think this might be the category that they pick up here, because uh, the others are not the other nominations here are not as strong as a Runaway. Unless of course, again, we do have a Runaway for Strange Loop. That's
2: my guess. I think um, I I, I will contradict myself a little later for a very specific reason. But nevertheless, I do believe that Strange Loop is going to get a lot of awards, and I think it's the de facto check it off um, thing of this year. So I do believe that um, Charlie Rosen will win for Strange Loop.
1: Also, I don't know uh, the original Michael Jackson recordings well enough to say, but I would imagine that uh, Jason Michael Webb and David Holsenberg largely aimed just to recreate those. Uh, and so I wonder how voters will take that into account. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, in previous years, we talked so much about the road vote. We um, can mm-hmm. talk about it this year, too. And the road mm-hmm. vote. Uh, what's going to play better in mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Iowa is the Strange mm-hmm. Loop or MJ going to play better in Iowa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'll we have talk to, about that yeah. we'll, I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> that that's uh, going to be next week's discussion <laughs> at least uh, in some part yep. so, uh, and this week too yeah alright so let's uh, start with uh, the next category let's go with Musical Revival so, musical revival. We have three nominees: Carolina Change, Company, or The Music Man. Michael,
1: uh, Carolina Change might have a better chance if it it wasn't closed and it hadn't been a while ago. Uh, I think it's going to be Company, and right. that would be my that would be my vote. Um, Peter.
2: Oh, easily. Um, uh, The Music Man disappointed a lot of people. Uh, I think unfairly, by the way. uh, I'm talking about critics now, and I do believe that their insistence of critics reviewing on the opening night um, hurt them Mm -hmm. in a way that they didn't expect. But... I, I don't see that as a contender at all, even though I enjoyed it immeasurably, aside from the choreography. Anyway, Company and Carolina Change wants to duke it out, but I do believe it will be Company. for uh, Again, uh, if, if you're running, you do have an edge. Um, on the other hand, too, um, many people felt the Carolina Change revival was better than the original production. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not impossible it will sneak in, but I do believe Company will win by a whisker.
0: Okay. Uh, In the Play Revival category, we have American Buffalo. For color girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. How I Learned to Drive, Take Me Out, and Trouble in Mind. So, Michael. Mm, uh, Take Me Out. Take Me Out. Okay.
1: It's my choice and my prediction.
0: Okay. And Peter? I agree. Um,
2: I think it is going to be Take Me Out. Um, And you know something? Um, The fact that it played that little theater... Uh, made a tremendous difference, too. It's, it's a very intimate play, even though there were more characters on stage than you see usually in a play today. Um, I, I dare say it has more uh, characters than American Buffalo and how I learned to drive or maybe even color girls. Maybe not trouble in mind, but nevertheless. Um, so uh, a, a solid, solid production. I went back again last Sunday in wonderful shape. So, um, I'm, and uh, what a terrific play. It makes sense on every level. So I do believe take me out is going to happen.
0: Okay. Now in the best play category, we have Clyde's hangman, the Lehman trilogy, the minutes. I think that's the first mention of the minutes, isn't it? Yeah. And skeleton crew. So Michael.
1: Uh, well, I've, made my comments on the Lehman trilogy, uh, the minutes I loved until, as I've said, <laughs> until the end, until the last the ending. minutes yeah. the
2: final minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder, I would really love to have a conversation with Tracy let someday and, and ask if he uh, had that in mind always to end the play that way, or if it, he thought of uh, ending it more realistically Um because I, I think it was a big mistake, and I'm not the only one. But I imagine that he thinks it was the only way to end it. Um, so maybe I'll ask him that someday. Um, yeah, uh, I would give it to Hangman. Uh, although I really I really did like Clyde's a lot. And uh, I think that was something that was really great that happened earlier in the season. So I wouldn't be unhappy if Clyde's won at all. And, and actually, speaking of other wonderful things that happened mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, Skeleton Crew was really, mm-hmm. was really excellent mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I would say, for me, this is another strong category, um, except for Lehman.
2: Uh, Peter? I like the leave in trilogy quite a bit. I will say it did run out of gas a bit um in the third act. Um it it wasn't as potent as it was in the first two. But um but it does have that prestige value uh, attached to it so uh, i i i do believe that we're going to see a closing notice for hangman very very quickly because i don't think it's going to win mm. um even though i i admire tremendously i don't think it's as good as many of the other mark mcdonough plays which i think are sensational beyond belief but um mcclise and skeleton crew um certainly have a a good chance here skeleton crew uh, after all, we've we've known about it for a while because it did have that off Broadway run. So uh, so here was a chance to be reminded of how terrific it was. So um, so uh, of course both of those are closed, and um, only Minutes and Hangman are running right now. But um, but the prestige of the Layman trilogy, I think, is what's going to carry it across.
1: Yeah, but can I say, I I just really don't like that. And I I felt the same way about The Coast of Utopia. Sure, Uh, sure. I mean, I really think they were, uh, I hate to say it, uh, in a way snob hits.
2: Uh, Absolutely. I get it. I'm not going to disagree with that, Um, even though I like the Layman Trilogy quite a bit. um, So,
0: Um, Just uh, The Hangman is scheduled to close uh, this week. Uh, It's already got a a closing
2: date. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. No, I thought they were gonna run until July tenth, I thought I heard. Anyway, so I'm sure you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. In so, fact uh, I think that June
1: eighteenth. Yeah, I think okay. that was somebody. I think somebody mentioned that at uh, the Theater World Awards, and then somebody else got it wrong and said it was already closed. <laughs> How but, funny! Uh, you know, what you have to
2: remember is with the Theater World Awards, I go off stage when they're talking. I hear very little mm-hmm. of the ceremony. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I understand the guy from um, Birthday Candles was quite profane. Um, <laughs> 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 was he? <laughs> is that true?
0: <laughs> I, I, I would say yeah. Okay, uh, and the minutes is scheduled to close July tenth.
2: Uh, that's uh, the one that's July tenth. That's where so, I made no mistake. And, okay. And mm-hmm.
0: so uh that is that um I, I think that we are gonna see uh a layman trilogy uh, win here be, just because of what Peter was saying that it the prestige and and just uh but the lima trilogy didn't follow that uh follow that number one rule peter did it it leave them wanting more mm-hmm. well no i'll grant you that and you know the other thing
2: too um this is um a, a slightly bit off what we're talking about but notice that um so many of these plays do have limited runs and it's so sad yeah. you know when I was a kid it was so exciting to see a play open and you never knew how long it was going to run you know whoa you yeah, know and musicals too of course um, and we have limited runs of musicals as well from uh, the the, the um, not profit uh, theaters the roundabout the American Airlines um, there you know the short runs the same thing with um, Manhattan Theater Club of the Freedmen but it used to be so exciting when you used to see a play mm-hmm. open and it might you know run now and forever or, or at least, right. uh, you know, will it reach 500 performances, which would considered a major thing then. And still, by the way, is for a play, um, not a musical, but a play. So um, so I miss that um, excitement of, uh, uh, wow, how are the grosses is going to continue, et cetera, et cetera. So um, another thing of the uh, good old days that uh, has been uh, cast aside. Indeed. Um, However, as William Golden said in the season, you know, this way you can get uh, stars to come in for a limited amount of time. And that gets that's the type of excitement because there are plenty of stars that are are playing limited runs now that would never sign up for a lengthy run. And right. um, that's you know, true, so true. so that's the trade off. That's the trade off.
0: Uh, the longest running play right now. Is it Harry Potter?
2: Probably is. I, I thought that Harry Potter might have a chance at breaking life with father's record, which seemed to me an unassailable record that a play would run 3,000. Um, what is it? three thousand three hundred and twenty forty-two? No, yeah. that's fiddler 24 <laughs> performances, I think. Anyway, um, but, you know, I don't know. Harry Potter, you know, has done well, but um, it, 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 it certainly isn't commensurate with the Harry Potter success in every other medium. So, yeah. um, So I don't know if it's going to run eight years. But shows do run longer because, of course, um, the pandemic not taken into consideration. Tourists come to town, and there are more tourists now than there used to be way back when. The theaters are basically the same size. So um, we shall see what we shall see.
1: And also, as you pointed out, when all is said and done, how are they going to count you the bet. number of performances of you Harry bet. Potter? You bet. Uh, I would be surprised if
0: we see Harry Potter still on Broadway next year.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. me too. Me okay.
2: Too. Okay.
0: So uh, we're starting to wrap it up here. Uh, in Best Book of a Musical, we have Girl from the North Country, Connor McPherson, M.J., Lynn Nottage, Mr. Saturday Night, Billy Crystal, Lowell Gans, and Babalu mm-hmm. Mandel. Mm-hmm. Babalu, what a great name. <laughs> Paradise Square, Christina Anderson, Craig Lucas, and Larry Kerwin, and A Strange Loop, Michael R. Jackson. So, Michael...
1: Yeah, I don't think this is a very strong category at all. Um, I, don't, I don't really have strong feelings on this one. I And I I really don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, Peter? <laughs> uh, I, it's going to be a strange loop. Uh, it's an original musical, and um, it certainly has a lot of prestige attached to it. I would go with Girl from the North Country, which I thought was a very smart book. Um, I enjoyed the musical immeasurably. Uh, because of the book, not because of the songs, but because Mm -hmm. of the book. And so uh, I thought it was a very clever setup, too, because when you're in a boarding house, people coming in, and as a result, they can sing about anything at all. So I think it's a great idea for a jukebox musical to have a setting like this. If we have to have jukebox musicals, let's have settings like this where people from all walks of life can come in and tell what they have on their minds. But nevertheless, Strange Loop is going to win this category.
0: Uh, So in the next category, we have uh, Best Score, Flying Over Sunset, Tom Kitt and Michael Corey, Mr. Saturday Night, Jason Robert Brown and Amanda Green, Paradise Square, Jason Howland, Nathan Tyson and Massey Astar, Uh, Six, uh, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, Uh, A Strange Loop, Michael R. Jackson. So Michael.
1: You know, I think if I were voting, I would go for Flying Over Sunset. Really? Even though I really did not like the show overall, but that was because I didn't like James Lepine's work as I usually don't uh, but I thought while while experiencing it i I thought there was some really beautiful music by Tom Kitt and I've always liked Michael Cory as a lyricist um, mr. Saturday and I, I I think many of us agreed that the score was serviceable uh, and completely professional and you know but just not Not outstanding in any way and uh the other ones uh well a strange loop you know i'm i'm gonna have to get hold of that album because i i do think i need to listen to it uh further and 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 repeatedly uh to get more out of that so that's something that i would like to to get my hands on soon
0: all right peter
2: uh, it's going to be a strange loop. Um, again, the prestige value of it uh, is going to carry it uh, through. But I'm with you, Michael. I thought the Flying Over Sunset had <laughs> wonderful evocative music and uh, especially the title song, which I found entrancing. So and Beautiful. yes, and yes, Michael Corey is a first class lyricist. Um, we should be so lucky to have people with this talent uh, writing all the time. So um, but yeah, it's going to be a strange loop.
0: Okay, in the final category of the morning, Best Musical, Girl from the North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night, Paradise Square, Sixth the Musical, A Strange Loop. Michael.
1: Again, I'm kind of at a loss, but I'd have to go with A Strange Loop because I really did like the parts of it that I liked. I liked a lot, and then I just um, I, I couldn't help feeling that I, I wish it had... Uh, maybe someone else involved in helping to shape the the book and and the whole production. Uh, because, you know, although on the other hand, I guess it has been around uh, for a while and in development for quite a while. So it's not as if they didn't have enough opportunity to do that. So presumably what they ended up with, the show they ended up with, is what they're happy with. Uh, and I I just feel that Uh, that towards the end that it really did kind of lose its way and peter well um yes best
0: book
2: michael r jackson best score michael r jackson best musical (laughs) six um just as uh the year of phantom of the opera um phantom won best musical into the woods won those other two awards just as the year of Ragtime, and uh, Ragtime won those two awards, Best Book, Best Score, and Lion King won. So just because you win Best Score and Best uh, best Book doesn't mean you're going to win Best Musical, and this is going to be a case where it isn't. Um, the road voters have a lot of sway here, and they are not going to want a strange loop in their town. It's much too severe a show sexually, and um, it's going to be very off-putting to a number of people. It's too bad because it's a very simple show, and it would be easy to tour, but Six will be easier to tour as well. Six women, a few understudies, one set. You know, not much of a band. Um, in, I'm not talking quality; I'm talking quantity. So, uh, six is going to win.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, reality is reality, and I think you're sadly. I think you're right about the road vote, but I, I just think in this case that that's a really, really bad situation because, you know, it, as I've said before, you you can dislike a show in intensely because you just don't like the writing of it or the production of it or any aspect of it but when a show is absolutely offensive uh then that's when i personally really really start to even use words like hate and i i just can't believe that i'm the only one who's bothered about the fact that this show uh you know is a comedy basically about this guy who had two of his wife's heads cut off Mm -hmm. and i i know it was a long time ago i (laughs) i i I just that doesn't make any difference to me Mm -hmm. and anyone Mm -hmm. who's ever seen any who has ever read about it or seen any dramatization of of those beheadings uh like for example wolf hall i i don't know how they can sit through this musical there are our <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, predictions for tonight's Tony Awards. So join us next week um, to let's see how we did. All right, so that wraps it up for this morning. Before we get on to trivia and the musical moment, I want to remind everybody that you can subscribe to these broadcasts by going to the front page of BroadwayRadio.com. There's a subscribe link that way each and every time we have a new episode of This Week on Broadway, it'll be automatically downloaded to Apple Podcasts for you. Of course, you don't have to listen to us on Apple Podcasts. There's many ways to get us. Spotify, Our Heart Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, are just some of the places that you can get Broadway Radio's offerings. Contact information for Peter, for Michael, and for me can be found in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com, as well as links to some of the things we've talked about today, including uh, some videos and articles for the Drinkwater Brothers, and uh, get your tickets to Michael's show coming up on June 16th at 54 Below, and the Joe Papp documentary, of course. All right, Peter, so what do we have in last week's trivia? The Theatre World books that used to be published
2: annually would list song titles for every musical of the season. In one edition, it claimed that a certain song was called Goodbye, Failure, Goodbye. According to the cast album, the studio cast album the playbill, that's not the song's official title. What is and in what show can you find the song? The song is Gock, Tausel and Shucks, the official title of a song that was in How Now Dow Jones, a 1967 musical for the fourth week in a row. Julia Green was first, mm-hmm. quickly followed by Steve Bell, Paul Whitty, Mike Meany, Isaac Blevins, Brigadude, Sean Logan, Jacob Baccarella, Jack Leshner, and Josh Israel. Josh Israel said, "How now, Dow Jones?" had lyrics by Carolyn Lee, who was also nominated for a Tony for Little Me. Little me ran 257 performances. If you multiply that by Tony Janicki's 2.3 ratio, that would bring you to 591 performances, which was the length of absurd person singular's original run. So he's guessing that was Tony Janicki's answer. No, in fact, Tony Janicki offered no convoluted answer this week. Uh, Well, wonders never cease, as they say, and she loves me. Uh, But he got it right. In fact, truth to tell, he got it right behind Juliet Green. So this week's question my buddy bird Bono from San Antonio is in town this week to see the Tonys with his daughter, Rosalie. And at one point he asked me who wrote a certain musical. When I told him, I realized that the last name of the composer is pronounced the same as the first name of the lyricist. They're homonyms. Remember the homonyms from your grammar school days, words that sound the same, but are spelled differently like C S E E meaning vision and C S E A meaning a body of water. So, What musical that once played on 46th Street has homonyms? Once again, the last name of the composer is pronounced and sounds exactly like the first name of the lyricist.
0: Okay, if you have an answer for that, email us at trivia at com. We'll let you know if you're on the right track. So, Michael, what do we have in this week's musical moment?
1: Well, thank you, James, for pointing out to me that Julie Andrews uh, who has been a guest on our podcast uh, won the American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, and that that ceremony w- took place earlier this week um, uh, Do you know if James are those always televised or sometimes televised after the fact uh, you know i, I don 't really know, but i 'd imagine that uh,
0: that they do televise those things i mean the aFI website is pretty comprehensive. And uh, and I think that everybody wants to get televised, especially <laughs> with such a medium like the AFI. So you can check it out.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that. Well, of course, Julie Andrews started her career – well, she started her career – in, in, in England, uh, but then she at a very young age. She came to Broadway in The Boyfriend and then had a phenomenal success in My Fair Lady and then Camelot. And then she went off to be, become one of the biggest film stars in, in history. Uh, and then she came back years later in um, uh, Off-Broadway in uh, uh, The Sondheim Show, Putting It Together. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Victor Victoria uh but uh so she certainly has broadway in her bones and uh and then uh of course uh she starred in the film adaptation of the sound of music which uh, was uh i think by some measures still the most successful film ever made or certainly in the in the top five or ten uh so uh we I, i Decided to choose that as our opening music, uh, uh, the prelude and the sound of music from the film soundtrack of the sound of music uh, as beautifully, beautifully sung by Julie Andrews. And uh, for our closer, um, sadly, the great Donald Pippin died this week after a stellar career as a conductor, uh, musical director, and vocal arranger on Broadway. Uh, He has a lot uh, of credits as you can, See if you look him up. Um, And uh, I thought we would end with the finale from MAME. Uh, which was one of his greatest successes, and he he. So this is him conducting uh, that finale, that little mini medley. <laughs> That's the finale of of the Jerry Herman musical name. Um, so farewell to Don Donald Pippin, or Adi, adieu, I should say. Uh, uh, he I got to meet him a couple of times. He was a really really sweet person. In addition to being a great talent, and uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Pippin, for all that you gave us.
0: All right, so on behalf of Michael Portantier and Peter Felicia, this is James Marino saying thanks so much for listening to Broadway Radio's This Week on Broadway. Bye bye. Bye.
4: Open a new window, open a new door, travel a new highway that's never been tried before.